0: Hello. And good
1: afternoon, Nitu.
0: Hi, Kate. It's really nice to join you here. Really nice to see you again.
1: So, Nitu, you have the task of explaining to the listeners why cash flow matters and keeping it interesting and engaging. Because I'm sure as soon as some of the people have heard that, that's what about, <laughs> they're cringing that we're going to talk yes. about. This.
0: Yes, it is a tricky one, isn't it? Because I think it's something that most small businesses struggle with, um, irrespective of whether you are, you know, a practitioner or just a regular small business running, whatever business you're running, um, unless you are like uh, probably like in retail, uh, where you get cash on delivery or cash before you actually deliver goods, any service-based businesses, professional services. Accounting firms like ourselves, um, people who sell subscriptions, this this is very common. Cash flow is a big problem. Um, There's a lot of misconceptions around it. Um, There's a lack of education, unfortunately, with a lot of small entrepreneurs. So before you get into business, I think it's important that people understand, um, first of all, your relationship with money, what you expect it to do for you um, individually and for your business. And how to set up certain um, expectations and practices that will help that goal that you have set for yourself.
1: Because so many people. I think people... we'll talk
0: about that a little bit. Sorry, sorry, no, Kate. Like yes. you're, you're hitting the nail on the head
1: because so many people, whether it's in healthcare or another sector, set up their business because they're very competent technicians, they're passionate about what they do. But you're absolutely right. You've hit the nail on the head there when they haven't addressed necessarily or even thought about what their relationship is with money. And what they want it to do for them, that's kind of like mm-hmm. a by the byes or a hope and a prayer that if they do a great job, that they'll somehow pay the bills.
0: Yes. And it, it it doesn't have to be that way. I think if, you know, for, for a lot of people, if you have a little bit of education around it, um, just to understand what it does for your business, if you are, if you have good cash practices, um, I think as a practitioner obviously you you hold a position of trust you hold a position where you you know healing is a, is a very big factor for people in their lives right so before they spend on something that might just be a want they would want to spend on well-being and healthcare and if you are a good practitioner you know as most of us are um people wouldn't mind spending that money I think first of all I think there is that psychology that Will people mind if I ask them to pay money? People don't mind. So if, you are, if you're providing a good service, um, people don't mind paying the money to get it done properly from a qualified person. So I think a lot of us actually suffer from that syndrome where you know we always ask ourselves, are people going to mind if I ask them for money? Should I ask them this much? Maybe I should ask them for a little less money than what I should, what I think I'm worth. So those are things that needs um, thinking through um, and addressing if you haven't really thought about in a structured way. So,
1: Nitu, what do you see that money can do
0: for a business? So, you know, businesses, when we set up a business, when most people set up a business, it, it's either for lifestyle or you have um, an idea that, that you think can change how the world you know, how the world runs, how the world behaves. So most of us would fall into the lifestyle category. You set up a business because, you know, you're very good at what you do. Um, you want to set up something so that you're not uh, pressured by probably targets. You don't want to work with a bigger company or a bigger firm. And we want to have that little bit of flexibility and freedom in how we operate our business. So that's why most of us actually go and start businesses from, you know, from from what I from how I deal with clients, this is how we figure it out. But then what happens is we work uh, in the business rather than on the business. So there there is a shift that has to happen between when you're actually an employee versus when you're a business owner. So when you're a business owner, you, you basically have to change your personality from actually working in the business to working on the business. When you're a medical practitioner, it's a little bit difficult because you probably start by giving out services yourself, you are the person delivering the service. But when you do that, I think you have to be very conscious of the fact that I'm running a business. Yes, I am actually doing the service, but I am doing this for certain reasons. I need to make money off it. I need to build a business off it. So I have to also start thinking like a business owner. So you have to understand there are things like profits, which most of us talk about uh, plenty. We, need, we, we, we all know that we need to have a profitable business to be able to fulfill our financial obligations. We all have our mortgages, our obligations um, beyond that. But what most of us sometimes we do not understand is profits don't easily translate into cash in the bank. Now, that's because of various reasons, because you, you have good amount of revenue, you have expenses that are controlled. But when you do not collect money on time, simple example, that profit that you see in your books do not translate into what you see in your bank. Um, so?
1: a thousand pounds worth of invoices, but if nobody's paid those invoices because they've got a 30-day, 60-day payment term on or because they've just forgotten to ask or feeling too embarrassed to ask, yes, I've got, in theory, that thousand pounds to go on my, well, there'll be some expenses for it, but if there were no expenses, I've got a thousand pound profit. Yes. I haven't got any cash in my bank because I haven't collected it in.
0: Yes, that's, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And the taxman, <laughs> you know, wherever you are from, whether you're UK-based, US-based, Europe-based, the taxman has no, um, they, they don't base taxes on cash. They base taxes on what profits you've made. So you've made profits on your books. You are liable to pay the tax. Um, it's unfortunate, but, you know, it's, it's just how it is. So I think it's up to a business owner to be able to understand that fact and work towards converting their profit into cash. So the purpose of a
1: business, therefore, is to convert your intellectual property, your skills, your knowledge mm-hmm. to a valuable, meaningful service for your clients who in turn pay you for it. <laughs> yes. And that
0: results in cash the yeah. bank that you can do something with. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, once you have the cash. So what I've seen with very successful businesses, they have built a cash reserve for themselves that gives them a lot of freedom. So that cash can give you the freedom of do I want to hire another person? Do I want to expand? No, I don't want to do any of that. I will continue working on the business, but I want to take out that cash as a wage or just as a dividend for myself. And I will go and do the thing personally that I want to do, like pay off my mortgage, just send my children to college, whatever you want to do, right? So that money in the business can can give you a lot of freedom, can give you a lot of flexibility how you want to operate. So that's why it's important that we have, um, you know, that we have a firm plan in place as to how we go about building a business that is uh, cash rich. So, So this is something that I from what with all my clients, yeah, you know, because obviously I, I work quite a lot with SaaS businesses, but anyways, that's, that's separate, but
1: yeah. Also give peace of mind so that you're not constantly mm-hmm. run ragged worried. because the last thing your clients want to know is that you're worried about how you're gonna pay your bills. They want you focused on them and helping them with their back pain, whatever, whatever the problem is that they yes. You don't want to think that you're anxious, that you can't.
0: Yes, absolutely,
1: yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. Thank you for that, Nita. So what does cash flow actually mean? And so we have talked about the overall principle of uh, why money matters in your business and that there is a difference between profit and cash in your bank. But what does the
0: term cash flow mean? Hey, so cash flow in very simple terms is the, the balance of what is incoming into your business versus what is outgoing from your business. So now that, that's, that's also def- the definition of profits, but cash is more like what you collect versus what you actually spend. So the same principle as you would have in a profit and loss, but just converting everything into cash. So for example, you might be invoicing, let's say 20,000 pounds or $20,000 a month, but you are only collecting, let's say 70% of it. So your cash flow would actually take the difference between cash inflows and cash outflows And that is called a net cash flow for your month. And whatever you have sitting in your bank, which is your opening balance, you add on anything you've collected during the month into that. And then you get your closing cash in the bank. So technically, that's how a cash flow would generally work. So Um, if I started the month with, let's say I started
1: the month with nothing, I've just opened my door. So I start Mm -hmm. the month with zero in my bank account. And I invoice out, I have a good first month and I invoice out. $20,000.
0: Yes. Great first
1: month. Let's say, (laughs) but I only actually collect in 10,000. So only 10,000 cash comes into my business. And then let's say I've got 5,000 in expenses that I've paid out. So the cash flow wouldn't mean anything to do with how much I've invoiced. It's literally what I can see coming in and out of my bank account. So I can see 10,000 came in, in cash into my bank account. And I can see that 5,000 out in expenses. So my net cash flow at the end of the month is five thousand. That's right. That's exactly right. And the man's going to yeah. ta- tax me on the full amount that invoiced of twenty thousand,
0: less any expenses you've booked. So any so it's similar to you invoicing. Like when you invoice, you create an invoice, you send it out. You you will clock that as a sale. Similarly, if somebody sends you a bill, whether they have, whether you have paid it or not, that is an expense for the business. So the taxman will tax you on the profit. So which is basically invoiced sales minus any expenses you have bills for, essentially, not expenses you've paid out, but expenses you've billed for. So the net of that is profit. That profit is always taxed in one way, one form or the other. So it could be like self-employed, self-employment taxes or corporation taxes. Yeah, different, different methods, but they do tax you.
1: So should I be looking at my cash flow, the amount of money coming in and out of my bank account on a daily basis, a weekly
0: basis, a monthly basis? How often should I be keeping an eye on that? So until you get familiarized with how your cash flows are working, I would recommend minimum weekly, There's no harm in looking at it every day. Um, Sometimes it doesn't change day to day and that's fine. But what it will do for you is you will pick out anything that's unusual much faster than when you do not look at it at all for for a whole month and you just look at it towards the end of the month. And what it will do for you when you familiarize yourself with your cash flows, you will start to make small changes. So for example, let's say that you have, let's say, great first month, you've built 20, you've invoiced 20,000, but you've not connect, connect, collected that. Um, you'll do something about it halfway through the month. you know? Or yeah. you see that I've got expenses to pay, but then you know, okay, one of the expenses is not due to be paid until mid of next month, by which time I expect to collect so much more. So yeah, let's not be in a hurry to just pay that off. Uh, people panic when it comes to payments, you know, they want to pay off everything because they, they're scared that they'll miss out something. So what, what, what it will do is your relationship with money in your business will change the more you study it, the more you look at it, the more you familiarize with how, you know, how your bank statements look or how your cash flow looks like.
1: Yes. Yeah. And what you're describing is if you're looking at it often, it becomes quite rhythmical and you start to see the pattern almost like a piece of music. You know what the piece of music is, what the tune is, what the financial tune is in your business, how it should play. And you can swap when,
0: exactly. off when something's not right. Yes, exactly. So it becomes very habitual. You know when your direct debits will start to go out, you will learn to understand, oh, I've got two tax payments probably going out this month. Do I have enough? You mentally then prepare to make sure that the money is there for it to be taken out. What's interesting, you know, many people
1: often panic about bills they have to pay, even if they have to pay it for another week or two yes. or another month, but they're yes. not necessarily having that same panic or urgency about
0: collecting what they're owed yes yeah I think there's a it's a little bit of a psychology as well isn't it you you are great at your job you love doing what you're doing but are you also loving the fact that you get paid for what you do so I think that's where people sometimes it helps to differentiate those two um, you know roles so for example, you are the physician, you are the orthopedist, whoever, whatever you're doing, you're the chiropractor, you are delivering the service. If you have maybe a receptionist or somebody else who's helping out in your business, let that person take care of invoicing, chasing, you know, so you're not, first of all, getting into the admin of, you know, how the, how the business runs, mm-hmm. you are giving that person the, 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 the challenge and the, you know, the, the duty to do that. It's good for them because they have a defined thing to do. And they are not the person who is going to see the patient. So it makes it easier. Yes. So it always makes it easier to dif- dif- differentiate the roles if you can.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's quite interesting because I just went to get my passport photos. I need a new passport. I need to, so I just went to have a passport photo today. <laughs> yeah. And um, I nearly walked out the shop. without. Well, I did. I went to walk out the shop without paying because I was, on, in my mind, I was on to the next yeah. job that I had to do in the day. And I was out the door when I was called back. Yes. Obviously, I was more than happy to pay. It was just yeah. what was on my mind. So I think so many times people are embarrassed to ask for payment or don't pay mm. because they're leaving the responsibility with somebody like me who's ab- who was being absent-minded because I'm on my next task in the day. Yes, You've got to ask. You've got to ask. Yes. Of course, when the man says, oh, excuse me? <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: it's 15 pounds? I'm embarrassed. Of yeah. course <laughs> I, I do. But yeah. I think what we, I think a lot of practitioners do is perhaps sort of get too anxious to ask and they've forgotten that the person that's come to see them is also thinking about what's for dinner tonight, well, I've got to pick the kids up,
0: yeah.
1: the cats at the vet and the thousand and one other things going on in their life.
0: And more often than not, you've just simply got to ask. Yes. Because yes, it's very true. It's very true. You must have like some sort of process um, that actually reminds people if they haven't paid mm. and that, you know, payment is expected and should be made before your next session. Mm. Um, that's very important because I think setting a process where, you, where payment is made easy for the person paying it. And if that expectation is said that, yes, I need to pay before I go and see my Cairo, I tick even, at least like I would think 30 minutes before I walk in the door. To make sure that I've paid, and if there is if the payment has not come through, you need to have some sort of system. So if you do not have an extra person, have a system where you actually chase that. Just send out a reminder, saying that you know, um, you know, just a quick reminder. You're you're in for your appointments so once so time. Make sure you pay. Here is a payment link. So make it super easy for them to escape that whole um, scenario of forgetting to pay. Mm. Yeah. And what
1: you're also suggesting there is a prepayment as well, paying at mm. the time of booking, just in the yes. same way you know, when you, I don't, I'm trying to think of another example, when you book a theater ticket, when you book an airplane, when you book a ferry, exactly. pay at the time of booking.
0: Yeah. And, and keep like a very small, um, what do you call that? It, it, it's like a carrot and a stick. Just when you send out a reminder, when you send out an invoice, they say that, you know, your appointment has been booked for so and so date, please make sure you pay. And um, please ensure that you pay maybe 48 hours before your appointment so that we can be sure that your appointment can be kept on time. Because you're just reminding them that, you know, we are not obliged to sell you if you haven't taken care of your part of the bargain. That's very difficult for people. That's why we uh, automate these things so that you are not, it doesn't look like you are saying it. It's more the system reminding them, You need to pay before you come in. Um, Even so, I think there might be rare occasions where people come in and they haven't paid. That's okay. You service them. Make sure you follow up with an invoice or whatever. But make sure that 100% before that same person comes in the next time, make sure he or she pays. So I think there has to be, it's a little bit of a fear factor because you're afraid that you might lose that patient um, if they don't pay. And normally they're probably good people, good to talk to, good to engage with. Eventually, if they're not paying, do you want them to be a patient? Uh, and I
1: think what you're describing quite a lot, that actually the issue sits with the individual, the practitioner, mm-hmm. the business owner's relationship with money rather than with the customer or the client's relationship with money because they've chosen mm-hmm. to come to see you and they're expecting to pay. They just want to you know, know what your process is and you're to yeah. align or you're to set expectations that this is how we do business. Yeah. Exactly. What you're highlighting, I think, is really that it's back to that very first point you brought up when you're going to set up a business, really figuring out what you want money to do for you and what your relationship is with money and mm-hmm. how you want it to serve your business and, uh, and help you
0: serve your customers better and yes. help you take care of your family. Yes, Absolutely. I think it's very important that, um, yeah, you learn your mechanics around how you want to deal with money in your business, too. So if I'm understanding correctly,
1: Nitu, the one habit you would really like to see people get into is, as a minimum, once a week, checking in on their cash flow, their money coming in Mm. and out of their bank. But like I think you're describing like actually studying it, writing it down on a spreadsheet, on a piece of paper somewhere... You can see the patterns rather than, I mean, lots of people just look at it on their phone and, but they haven't, they haven't got to forget of what all the other expenses are or what the forthcoming in, uh,
0: income is going to be. Yeah, absolutely. So if, you, if you're using an accounting software, which I would believe most people do, most accounting softwares nowadays, it'll connect your bank with your software. So what it'll do is it'll actually bring in, it, we, we call it an automatic feed. So whatever is in the bank account will replicate itself on the software. So if you can familiarize yourself with your software, there's nothing more like this. That's great because then you know that, you know, OK, I've got these things sitting in my software. I need to do something about it. And then you probably learn to do a little bit of bookkeeping. wherein you go and allocate line by line items as an expense or as an income once you do that, your software will actually produce normally a profit and loss account for you. And it should actually generally also uh, produce a cash flow statement. So you, you learn to compare these things within the accounting software. If you, have, if you become habitual about it, like do it once a week, whenever you, know, you have a slow time, it's a little bit admin to start with. Maybe you have people to do the basic bookkeeping, but you still want to look at your you know, overall numbers exactly like you said, Kate. Because the thing is, if you look at your bank statement, some of the line items are not very clear. You just skip over it thinking, oh, I must have sent, spent something somewhere. But when it's in your software, in a format that you can easily understand, you tend to think, well, why did I spend that, I don't know, 10 pounds going somewhere or meeting someone? Or why did I say, spend that 50 pounds buying something? Did I really need that? Maybe I'll, you know, claw that back somewhere else. And one of the other things it'll do for you when you actually see numbers in a format that you understand, you're comfortable with, you you learn to see, oh my God, I spend two hours, maybe three hours working with this particular patient. I have invoiced him for two and a half hours. It's not always conscious, some, some things that we do. You maybe you have a set price saying that, okay, I'm going to I'm going to charge you a hundred pounds, a hundred dollars for a two hour job. You end up doing that for two and a half hours. And these things will subconsciously start coming to you when you start, when you build up that relationship with your money and your numbers. And then you'll start to make those small changes wherein you go, okay, two hour sessions are not working for me. I'm going to have to create three hour sessions. Maybe. Cost it at 120 twenty five dollars or 150 dollars but make sure that the client gets out what they need you get what you need so those are sort of little little things that will start to come to you more frequently and more um, sort of methodically if, if you build up that habit wonderful I think you're also describing the
1: same with the, the expense lines in that mm. lots of your expenses will be recurrent so there will be exactly will yeah. come out in a particular. Um, yes. Day of the yeah. month. But then there's also the ad hoc expenses that can get out of control um, if you're not keeping an eye on it and checking yourself in terms of questioning. Did I really need to buy that? Well, too late. You've bought it, but did yes. you really need to? and just yeah. being more aware of your spending habits.
0: Yes, absolutely. And there are things like subscriptions. is very, very common for companies. You subscribe to something which is you think that's great. They, they actually pull you in for like maybe a three months, four month uh, a contract and it just keeps rolling and you never realize it because it just keeps going. There are clients of mine who has actually forgotten what the subscriptions were and we have to do the digging to figure out what it was, go, go through the motion of canceling it. And there are people sometimes they come to us, they, they've been paying for things for years. It's like five pounds a month, maybe or six pounds a month, small, in, small enough to, you know, to go under the radar, but, Cumulatively, it all adds up, isn't it? You know
1: what? Somebody told me once, Need to. You said to cancel all of your direct debits or just cancel it all because you'll get chased. So everything will chase you. And you'll only actually reinstate the things that you actually need. need. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Because one way we did that for one of my clients because they had so many subscriptions, no idea where it came from when they came to us. What we did was we canceled their card. So we canceled the card. Obviously, you have to get a new card. You have to set up all the subscriptions. But then we had a process in place wherein we questioned, do you need this? If you need it, we have to get the budget approved. And then we put it on the card. Mm-hmm. So it took a month to clean out everything, but it was worth it, I think. We saved them a lot of money. So yeah, yeah, those kind of things. It's an absolutely great point that you bring out. I just remember why we did this for a client. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Thank yeah. you very much for your time and sharing your insights and tips into uh, cash flow and why it matters and uh, how it's time for most people to start addressing their own relationship with money in their business so that their expectations yes. set in their terms of business with loans. Yes, for the clients. yes the, I hope that was helpful. Very helpful, me yeah. too. If the listeners would like to hear any more from you, where can they follow you?
0: Uh, so my company's Evaluate, our website is Evaluate.com. We've got a lot of blogs about specifically actually addressing cash flows. Um, it's written from the perspective of either SaaS or certain like consulting companies, but it's, it's applicable for everyone. So even if you just go and read a general blog post, I'm sure there'll be takeaways for you as a, as a small business. So, And I have my Calendly link on there. If you want to have a quick chat about something that's really bothering you within your business, Numbers wise, (laughs) I'm happy to have a chat, not a problem at all.